Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Good morning, Arizona. Welcome back from this beautiful uh, studio we have here in Sunny Slope with gorgeous clouds hanging over the hills. We do have a couple lines available. Number to call, 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. Gene in Phoenix, good morning. Uh, good morning. Hi, Gene. I have a ficus. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Um, I have a, a note. Um, I'm not going to talk about the ficus. I'm going to talk about the purple plum. Okay. Um, I got it from you a couple of years ago and it's been kind of sluggish growing. And I went over there on, on seventh or on 10th and they told me to turn it back and water a little bit more. So I'm mm-hmm. watering it more often, okay. but, uh, lately it is, it, it's lost a lot of leaves mm-hmm. and I didn't know that it was supposed to do that. Is that okay? It should, you know, and we've had a kind of a cooler than normal winter. And uh, okay. the next thing it's going to do is bloom. That's the fun part. Okay. So it'll have little pink okay. flowers here pretty soon. And then after that, it'll fill back in. But, you know, we've been so cool, especially in November and then again here in, in January and coming into February, that it's, you know, it's just fine. I mean, purple plums will grow in Flagstaff, so the cold weather doesn't bother them at all. And it is normal okay. for them to lose their leaves. But, you know, for the last four or five years, we've had them where they've stayed almost evergreen because we've had such mild winters. But this has been more of a normal winter. Okay. And pruning it All back right. is perfect. Just mild mild pruning on it. And if you want to fertilize it right now so that when it comes out and blooms, it's got a little more, you know, oomph to grow on, that would be good. Okay, good. All right. All right. Well, that sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks, Gene. Bye-bye. Uh, Diane in Oro Valley. Good morning, Diane. Hey, good morning, Brian. Um, quick question. We live at 3,500 feet, and I'm looking for a small fruit tree to plant in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um and I was thinking maybe a lime tree. I was wondering if you thought it might be too cold for a lime tree. You know tree what and- does really well at 3,500 feet is a Meyer lemon. My cousin Joe lives uh, down in Sarita, and he sent okay. me a picture of his Meyer lemon with snow all over it. And his little his little note was, these things are really hardy. And uh, Joe had actually helped us plant some of our original orchard out in Hyder. And uh, so he took a little Meyer lemon home at that time. But you talk about a beautiful little tree with snow hanging all over it and lemons still on it. But the, what makes them much hardier, if you like a lemon type tree, is they're a lemon crossed with a mandarin. And the mandarin genes uh, make them a lot more frost hardy. So I definitely okay. recommend the Meyer lemon. But any other ideas? Well, you don't like you don't like limes? Well, I, I like limes. It's uh, I'm not wild about lemons, but I like the well, limes. Have you ever had a Meyer lemon? No, uh-uh. Well, Meyer lemon's different than your average lemon. We grow, uh, we've got 15,000 trees in our farm down in Hyder, and I sell them all over the country. But the Meyer lemon's a lemon crossed with a mandarin. It's got a very thin rind and excellent okay. flavor. And you can start harvesting the fruit um, as early as... Uh, well, I'll tell you what, you have an Albertsons or Safeway down by you down there, don't you? Oh, yeah. Go, and, go into either one of them. They should have some of our organic Meyer lemons in stock. Okay. And try, taste one. 
Okay, you know, will do. And they're not at their peak right now. Their peak was really a month ago. But, you know, with a Meyer lemon, um, you can start harvesting as early as the 1st of November. They'll stay on the tree through April. And you'll have this wonderful tree that will take all the cold and, and be very happy. Limes are the most frost tender of all citrus. And oh, okay. So, so they're a lot more likely to freeze. And, um, okay. And I'll tell you what, if you, if you hang on the air, I'm, just, I'm going to transfer you back over to Shira. I'm going to send you okay. a picture of this Meyer lemon with the snow on it. Okay, will do. To show you how well they do and how pretty little trees are. But I'm just going to put okay. you back on hold. And, uh, you know, for down there and for that elevation, that's really what I would recommend. Okay, a lime quat? What about a lime quat? Lime quats are pretty good. And I'm not sure how much cold they'll take, you know, because okay. I'm not exactly sure of the genetics. That would probably be another pretty darn good choice. And uh, okay. lime quats are really kind of a special tree. You know, they really uh, are fun. You know, they're really tart. And if you like to cut things up and, and use them as a zest or if you like to put them into cocktails, I mean, they're excellent for uh-huh. both. And I've never seen them freeze. And the thing is, the okay. kumquats, which I'm not sure how the genetics actually are set up on the lime quats, but the kumquats are very frost hardy. So the lime quat oh. might be a good choice too, but the lime quat's not going to. Have you eaten lime quats before? Yeah, yes, okay. I have. So that might so. be another very good choice for you. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to put you Thank on hold. You. I got to send you this picture, though. It's, it's a cute picture. Okay, we'll do. All right, All right hold on. Um, next up, we got Carol and Mesa. After Carol, it's wide open. The number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Morning, Carol. Hi, Brian. Um, we have uh, a red push pistachio and a Chinese elm that were planted about 2016. And uh, I wondered if uh, how often we should water them right now when it's pretty chilly. Not at all. None. Neither one's going to need any water. You know, until oh, it, until going to start to bud out. So, realistically, and, and, and your pistachio is probably bare now too, isn't it? It it has buds. Uh, they both have buds, okay. and I wondered if the frost might have affected the red push at all. No, I don't think so. But the thing with with both those trees, they're both very drought tolerant, and both of them can be susceptible to fungus from overwatering. So those are two trees you just don't want to water much. So realistically, if they've been in that long, if you water them once a month in the winter and at the maximum once a week in the summer, but probably once every two weeks unless it's not unless it's hot. You know, if it's over 115, then go once a week. But um, they're very, very drought tolerant, deep rooted trees when treated properly. And uh, they'll, they'll enjoy a good deep irrigation, but not so frequent. Are they, uh, would citrus food be good for them? It would be excellent. Okay. And and one other question about uh, jacaranda. Mm-hmm. We lost the tree, but the suckers around it were gorgeous. So mm-hmm. we let the suckers grow. Okay. And that is just huge and beautiful. Okay. And I wondered, uh, uh, is... Would the suckers have that same root structure under the ground? You know what we call that, girl? We, we call that pruning by God. 
Okay. Oh. And the most beautiful jacarandas we ever grew were down at our our farm in Stanfield. And when they mm-hmm. were young, we got down to 16 degrees and it froze them all to the ground. And uh, oh. then they came out and made multiple trunks. And they were the most beautiful jacarandas we ever grew. So, oh my goodness! Just, just take yours and prune it out, and select whatever trunks you want to let leave. I would recommend somewhere between probably three and five trunks you leave on it, and let it grow okay. back up into a tree, and it'll be marvelous. Oh, fantastic! Thank you very much. Thanks, Carol. Have a fine day. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye, uh, Ryan and Chandler. Good morning. Hi. Thanks. Yeah, the Pakistan mulberry, I'll call it a bush. It's Maybe it's usually a tree, but it seems like a bush. Anyway, I always want to trim it, um, but it seems like every year it's too, I'm too late this year because it's already getting leaves on it. Can I trim it now? Or yeah, if you want to keep it size down, no. It's better to trim it today than wait. So if yeah. you want to trim it, reduce its size, now's the time to do it. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Brian. Bye-bye. Uh, Joe and Mesa. Good morning, Joe. Earth to Joe. Come in, Joe. Hey, this is Jeff. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? We Brian? can hear you very, you're very clearly, sir. Hey, hey listen, I'm uh, I'm I'm driving up onto the rim, up, up to my cabin in Pine, Pine Top Lakeside. But I'm I'm from Mesa, and I, I love your show, love your stores, uh, love your uh, your your staff, great people. Um, I've bought a lot of, of, of trees from you. Uh, here's my question. Um, I've got I've got some multi trunk ficus. Uh oh. Uh, You're back, you Jeff. Yeah, you were here. Go ahead. I, I understand hey, I've okay, been down okay, that road a time or two. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you quick. Yeah. Jeff Jeff. I'm gonna put you on hold. We'll see if if you sound better when we come back after a couple minute break. Maybe you get in a better area. Uh, we'll be right back after a short break with a I guess Jeff gave up. Or maybe his phone disconnected. Anyway, we'll be right back after a short break with a Whitfield Nursery Garden show. In the meantime, we have the lovely Shira here on phones and music. Just give her a call. 602-277-5827-277-KTR. 277 You'll be right up after Mark and Chandler here in the Whitfield Nursery Garden show every Sunday from 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM KTAR.
Looks like we have one line still available. Number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Mark and Chandler, good morning. Good morning. Um, I need to know, is there a story behind that dinosaur out in your Gilbert's, front of your Gilbert store by your side? Well, Mark, you know, we can certainly make one up. Um, okay. And I'm not too Somebody shy. And kind of... I, I have been known to tell a story or two. Are you talking about one of the injured ones or or the ones that are still upright? The one that's by the side. Okay, yeah, because they did have a big party out there one night and a couple got injured. And I think that was because they had too much tequila. But I I think other than that, they're just uh, Jennifer's pets. And and they only come to knife on a a blue moon night, you know, and in a blue moon night, they'll run around the parking lot a bit. But aside from that, they're just there to look at. Well, it gives me a smile. Thanks. Well, you know, we do have we do have the uh, 1929 uh, you know truck out there too. You know, and it's just we need to put. You know, we I don't know if you remember when Truly Nolan was around town, and they used to have all the Truly Nolan pest control vehicles around. Just the, the cars with the big ears. Yep. And uh, well, that was the big ears. But originally, they put you know 1920s and 30s cars all over town with signs that I just said "Truly, know. no one on the sides." But you know what we put, what we do that for, Mark, is to make you smile. And you did. Well, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> bye bye. Uh, let's see, Barney in Phoenix. Good morning, Barney. Good morning. How are you today? Excellent, sir. Thanks for asking. Well, I love your shop on Glendale. Your people are knowledgeable and uh, well-trained, and I just appreciate that. My question is, I bought a um, beautiful navel orange tree from you. Periodically, a root rat will get on, and I've caught the root rat. But my question is, I have oranges that have a hole no bigger than a pencil, and I think it's a couple of flickers that I have in my yard. It is. Flicker has been known to... Pardon me? It is. They they enjoy them. Uh, ticks me off because I hate losing them, but feeding uh, the birds, I guess, is not bad either. Well, you know, they're they're not terrible. They won't get them all, but uh, they'll they'll certainly, you know, especially when navels are ripe right now, and they're just like they're as sweet as they're going to be, and uh, they're they're known to eat a few. Well, they they are delicious. I'll give them that. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Marty. Have a nice weekend. You as well. Happy Sunday. Bye-bye. Uh, John and Mesa, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, I have a Persian, I think it's a Persian, I don't know what it is. It, it's a uh, um, peach tree. Mm-hmm. And uh, the peaches, and, uh, we've had it in the ground for three and a half years. Okay. And I cut, uh, you know, the uh, trunk off in the top when we first planted it after a year because I didn't want it to get big like our old one. They got, you know, 300 peaches on it, limbs broke and everything else. And <laughs> so I cut it off, but it hasn't really grown. It just stays the same size, and the peaches are small. So how do I get the peaches to be a little bit bigger? Well, the peach, you know, peaches' uh, size has a lot to do with spacing, okay? And especially if it's like a Florida Prince, um or desert gold, you know. So what you want to do is after the free peaches are set, when they're like pea size, if you'll take the time to go out and thin them out to where they're six to ten inches apart in the branches, and not like in little clusters, the fruit will get much larger. And then the other okay. thing you want to do is you want to feed it right now. You know, is it flowering yet, John? Oh, it's 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 uh, all the flowers are almost gone. Okay, so yeah, go ahead and feed it right now. 
And while you're feeding it, go if you can go see where the peaches are set, thin them out. You know, get them you know six to ten inches apart in the limbs. The further apart you put them, the bigger they're going to get. And uh, if you feed it right now, it's got plenty to size up with, and uh, you should have some nice peaches this spring. Uh, Miracle Grow is that okay? It's okay, but you're probably better off with something that's going to last a little bit longer. Miracle Grow is uh, high phosphorus, which is good for flowering and fruiting, but um, you'd be better off to use like a citrus food in there. Or okay. even just like a ten, 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 and whatever fertilizer you use. Or if you have a lawn, you could use twenty one seven, you know, fourteen lawn fertilizer. Yeah. And if yeah, you no have no lawn, I have. Okay. I got rid of my lawn. All right. <laughs> so whatever fertilizer, I would just go buy some like Organo Pro Citrus Food. We have that over at the nursery, and that's excellent. Okay. It's got chelated iron and sulfur in it. It'll do a fine job for you. And I can just put it in there, and it lasts how long? All summer? It, it, uh, no, no. You should fertilize it now. And on a peach, you should probably fertilize it again in April and then again in August. Or first okay, because I put about, uh, right now, it's every two weeks, about 50 gallons of water on it. That should be good. And yeah. in the summer, it's uh, once a week, 50 gallons. Well, or you might even just increase your, you know, just you're going to have to see how much clay you have where you're at. Uh, uh-huh. You know, because if you have a lot of clay... Um, you could probably keep. You could probably water. You know, once every two weeks, even in the summer, just put more water on it. Now that we have to send this, and the water drains out real quick. Okay. Well, then you want to go to once a week. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, let's see, Ann. Uh, Ann in Phoenix. Good morning, Ann. Oh, good morning. How are you, Brian? Good. Well, I'm calling in because I think my husband was right, and <laughs> we we just moved and downsized, and um, we wanted to have a Hong Kong orchard uh, orchid tree in our front yard, and it's desert landscaping, and he, he wasn't sure it would do as well because it, it wasn't close to a grassy lawn, and um, I think he was right. It's it's a little harder on it being in, in a desert. It's on the north side of the house, so it really gets blasted in the in the summer. So it's doing fine. The tree looks great, but it doesn't bloom much. Well, the blooming uh, so Anne, just, has got more to do with our weather this year than it does being in the hot spot. You know, Hong Kong uh, orchids are actually very, very heat you know loving. So they don't mind it being hot, and they'll do fine in rock as long as they've got enough canopy to protect themselves. But this winter, because we've had such a cool, especially November, and kind of a normal December, then a cool January, we're not seeing the blooms like we normally would. So normally they would be in bloom right now, but the fact that they're not is just climatic, and it's just a temporary thing just for this year. So don't give up on the orchid in that spot. I think it'll be fine. If the foliage looks good, you're doing well. And uh, so then what's going to happen is it's going to bloom a little later. And for sure, it'll bloom between now and May sometime. Okay. Well, I just wondered if we should get rid of some of the gravel that's underneath the canopy and Mm -hmm. put mulch. Well, I wouldn't put mulch, okay? It's just you're going to have to keep replacing it. It's not going to be that beneficial. If you want to make it cooler, uh, take some of the in the granite and plant some lantana or some ground cover under it to take away some of the reflected heat, and that'll be a good thing. But as long as the canopy's dense enough, it'll be fine in the gravel by itself. Okay. Well, that's good. It's been there for about two years, and it's bloomed a little bit here and there, but just not a lot. So I I just thought I'd see if there was something we could do to help it along a little bit. Well, if you want to be really kind to it right now, you feed it with a high phosphorus fertilizer. And so you okay. could use Miracle Grow 
or some supal treble phosphate and uh, but feed it right now and as it warms up it'll get happy but truthfully the Hong Kong orchids are very much a tropical tree and they like hot weather they don't love the cold weather at all and uh, and we've had such a cool winter that it's just not woken up yet <laughs> okay well that's really helpful I, I will will take your advice and uh, sure appreciate it thank you Anne bye bye okay thanks bye Oh, let's see. Next up, we've got Elaine in Sun City. But after Elaine, it's wide open. The perfect time to give Xandra a call. The number to call is 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Here every Sunday from 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM. KTAR. Hi, Elaine. Hi. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Excellent. And you? Fine. I have a question. I want to plant a... A three gardenia bushes. Mm-hmm. Um, what side of the house would they uh, thrive? The well, most? a couple of things. One, it depends on the variety. We have a gardenia called a Miami Supreme that's grafted to a Thunbergiana rootstock, which is a very hardy gardenia that will grow here well in full sun. And it will bloom the best if it's planted on a southern exposure, but it'll work on a southern or eastern exposure, either one. If you're going to plant a traditional gardenia, gardenia vichai, you'd want to put that on an eastern exposure so that it gets some shade, at, you know, afternoon shade. It won't do take the heat as well as the Miami Supreme will. Okay. Okay. Um, my the, the south side is really a southwest uh-huh. on my home, and that and, will be uh, that will be fine for the for the Miami Supreme. It'll take the west too. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Come out and see us, and uh, <laughs> that's really a special yes. gardenia we have them in our home, and we just really enjoy them. Okay. Thank you, and thank you for, all, for answering all our questions. Thank you. Bye, Lane. Take care. Bye. 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 Well, it looks like it's about time we're going to slide in the news here in a minute and find out what's happening for Mr. Troy Barrett. Beautiful morning out there, folks. These clouds couldn't have been any prettier. I wasn't expecting them today, but you know, anytime we have clouds and rain here in the desert, it's always welcome. Yeah, you know, maybe not always. Maybe not if you're painting your house or something. But, you know, for the most part, you know, the clouds are always welcome. And we certainly enjoy rain here. And it's just what makes our desert so beautiful. And if you haven't had a chance to get out and explore the southern deserts yet, you know, it's going to be a beautiful spring for hiking. There's so much color that's going to happen. You know, this rain that we've had this winter is just ideal. You know, it's not only wonderful for our, our mountains and fire suppression, you know, and having a nice uh, amount of water flow come from the snow melt, you know, to fill up our reservoirs, but it's also just fantastic for the wildlife. And that includes us younger and older folks who just like to be wild once in a while. We'll be right back after the news with Mr. Troy Barrett here with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. In the meantime, you can give Shira a call at 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR.
have a couple lines available. Number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. Uh, Lynn and Glendale, good morning. Hey, Brian. Question for you on ground covers. I live in Glendale where you can't have dirt showing in your front yard. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so, and I don't want, I'm trying to get rid of this old Bermuda that keeps growing up and weeds, of course. And, but I've got a Fantex ash there. Mm-hmm. And I want a low growing ground cover that uh, doesn't really go over a foot high and, and, it, and is a spreader. Okay. So I can, what do you think? Well, so how much area do you want to try and cover with it? Uh, oh, dear. How big is that thing? Oh, it's maybe about 20, somewhat square, 20 feet by 20 feet, something like that. Okay, but they they don't really, you don't have to have solid coverage. You can have, you know. Right, just so they can't see the ground. Well, they got to see some <laughs> of the ground. I mean, you know, come on. You go out here in the desert, you go anywhere in nature, you're going to see some ground. Maybe not this time of year when the six-week grass is growing, but, you know, there's not, not a place in the state where you're not going to have some ground you can see. So I, I think to have solid coverage is kind of unrealistic. You know, most ground covers, though, are going to grow, you know, taller than a foot. You know, even the the shorter lantanas and things. If you truly have to have a, a solid ground cover, you'd probably want to use my porum, but I don't think you'd have to be that solid. And there's little firecracker plants that you can use, and there's some dahlias you can use. So there's a lot of different kinds of plants that can be pretty low. Um, okay. And, you know, if you want some color in there, you know, lantanas are good. And I think if you take the area that's that, you know, 20 by 20, and you cover 20, 25% of it actually with, with, you know, ground cover type shrubs, then I think the rest exposed would be much nicer and more attractive than to cover the whole thing. Okay. And I, and I, I would I would think that they would they would agree. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I don't know either. You know, it's, it's, uh, well, now, having to water the Fantex ash, uh-huh. that doesn't... The ground cover will take that. Well, the water you know, the thing, the thing, hardy ground covers will. Um, so, how often do you water your ash tree? Uh, during the summer, it's probably every three weeks. Okay. So that's not going to be enough for your ground covers when they're young at all. So they're okay. going to have to go so on a separate the, valve. So it'd be okay for the fantex. Oh, it's not going to hurt the fantex. You can't overwater yeah. an ash tree. Okay, okay. So it's, whatever so it's more you do is not going Yeah, but you'd probably okay. ideally want to have them on a separate system. You know, and if you used to have hand water, system, I don't, I don't have a water system. Well, hand watering is by far the, the most proficient method. Okay, you know, great. so you can you can have, have a good time out there hand watering, and that uh, yeah, because I lay it out uh, for twenty four hours for the tree mm-hmm. at least, and that's perfect for the tree. And then uh, you know, if you're going to hand water on the shrubs, then you're going to have to build some wells around them to retain some of the water so it yeah. run off yeah. too fast. I mean, that's the hard part okay. with these little shrubs in multiple locations, and and you might even want to just put a little drip system in there just to cover the shrubs because it'd be easier okay. to water them all and not overwater at the same time, Lynn. And I take it for granted you've got all these things at your Absolutely. store. Absolutely. We recommend something else. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, when you come into the nursery, too, you come in and take a look around. We can show you a lot of other different things as well. Okay. You know, there's even like the elephant foods, and some of those are kind of nice. Some of the Oh, man, I didn't and, think about those, the succulents. Little, yeah, the little smaller elephant foods, really a hardy plant, so that's easy to use. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, well, you know, if you, if you would, then when you come in, just bring a photo. Oh, okay. All right. That's an idea. Okay. Thanks, Brian. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. 
Uh, Mike in Queen Creek. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Brian. How you doing today? Great. Good. Quick question. Uh, back to citrus. I've got some lemons, uh, limes, big limes, little limes, but I've got uh, some navel oranges. I believe they're navels mm-hmm. uh, that are turning out this year very fibrous. Uh, a lot of, uh, I guess, meat. I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but they're sweet, juicy, but you can't eat the whole orange. You basically just suck out the juices and throw it out. Uh, what can I do to Well, to the, get t- rid the of top that, end of it's kind of dry. Say that one more time. The top end of it's kind of dry. On the very top uh, yeah, portion of the fruit? Happened. Yes. Okay. So that's going to be caused by the rootstock, you know, and Mike, I wish I had a good solution for you, but there's not really one. Um, late in the season, ones like on Carrizo rootstock, the top end will get dry. And it depends okay. on the weather. And if and if you're like I am, if you're waiting for them to be, you know, their sweetest, then it's yep. that there's a time change in between being really juicy or being a little dry on top. And you're just going to have to harvest them and according to what you want to do. But the, the fruit's the sweetest right now, but it's drier on top. And that's just what happens with navels. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Hector and Levine. Good morning, Hector. Good morning, Brian. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank you and your team for an outstanding, outstanding show for all of us, educating us. And uh, number one and number two is uh, your music is fantastic, right on point. Well, we have fun, you know, and that's that's one of the most fun parts of the program that we get to enjoy is picking the music every week. Absolutely. Thank you for taking my call today. Uh, longtime listener. Uh, I'm in Levine, irrigated lot right now. Uh, let's see, all the properties are here once a month, irrigated. And in April, we go to twice a month. And uh, my first question is air propagating. When is the best time to start that on air existing trees? Uh, what what yeah. kind of tree you want to try air layer, Hector? Uh, let's see, I've got mulberry. Uh-huh. The other one is a hybrid uh, popular. It's okay. an Andrew Godgiddon. Well, you could if you're going to try air layers, you want to do it right now. You would have been better off right to put the yeah put the cuttings on earlier. But uh, no air layering, you want to do it right away. Um, the poplars you can grow from cuttings still right now if they haven't leafed out yet. So they're even easier than the mulberry. The mar- mulberry might be easier to air layer. But um, on the poplars, you can just take cuttings, and uh, before they bud out, and just stick the cuttings right in the soil, and they'll grow. And you could take cuttings on poplars, you know, up to probably an inch caliber. So you can make a poplar tree really? pretty fast, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, this is a hybrid uh, between an Asian poplar and an American poplar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, pop, the poplars when we used to grow, you know, they were very a popular tree <laughs> one time here in the valley. We used to grow thousands every year, and we would take all the cuttings. We would usually do them in January, but most of the poplars are still dormant right now. So today would be a good day to just go out and take the cuttings. And, you know, it's easier if you probably start with ones like a half-inch caliber and just put them into yeah. potting soil in a container, and uh, they'll grow. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking my call and uh, look forward to it every Sunday. <laughs> Thanks, Hector. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, Colton and Chandler. Good morning, Colton. Hey, good morning, Brian. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I work at a uh, local hardware store. Uh, I do a lot of the in-back stuff uh, mm-hmm. with like, being a mechanic and whatnot, but every once in a while I get caught up front uh, helping guests uh, 
take out uh, like a uh, fertilizer or mostly uh, a weed killer this time of year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of at, at a loss for information as, for, as far as what to tell them. So if you have a, a little crash course or a few um, recommendations on, on what to tell them, I've heard you say that like ortho ground clear uh, will kill everything, but might be harmful for trees. And I, I'm just wondering. Yeah, ortho, uh, ortho, ortho ground clear, Colton, you shouldn't sell. Okay. okay, I I agree, and I, I point people away from it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I just talked to the manager because it just, you know, the problem with it is it goes into the soil and it does things different than what they envisioned on the label, you know, and it's a lot right. safer as a contact herbicide to use Roundup or to use um, 2,4-D, and so I'm not sure okay. what what brands you guys carry, but if you look on the label, you're going to see 2,4-D as an active ingredient, and it's the same thing as Agent Orange from the Vietnam days, so it's it's a pretty okay. effective herbicide, but as long as the temperature is above 85 degrees, it's also a very good selected herbicide to put on lawns. So just basically, there's two different classes of plants. There's one called monocots, and there's one called dicots. And so monocots, if you imagine, are grasses, and dicots are anything with a leaf on them, pretty much. That's a, you know, just a general way to tell. So... The 2,4-D won't kill monocots, so you can put it on grass, or you can put it on a palm tree, and it's fine, okay? And the absolute, you know, basically the um, glyphosate or like the Roundup type products, they'll kill everything. So they're just a contact herbicide. And so that will kill all kinds of things. And so what you really want to do, number one, is make sure, and those are two pretty good different, you know, chemicals to use. um, Make sure you don't get them on anything you don't want to kill, you know, especially, you know, with the Roundup, because a Roundup will kill everything if you get it on it. And... Depending on what kinds you sell, some have a, a, a sticker spreader on them already and different things, and there's lots of different brands. But, you know, that's just kind of the general number one rule. And then, you know, to not have to deal with all the weeds, you know, if you put down pre-emergence, and I'm not sure if you guys have preen or what you have, but if you'll put do. those down, you know, and use them in September and use them again in January, you won't have very many weeds. And that'll make everything a lot easier. And then for the people with a lot of weeds in their lawns this time of year, um, Bermuda grass will, for the most part, choke everything out when it comes back out. And that'll happen when the daytime temperatures are up over 80. So you don't necessarily have to spray a lawn. If they'll mow it short, fertilize it, the lawn will come back if they're people that don't like chemicals. You know, the lawn will come back and choke everything out if they'll fertilize it and keep it happy. So in the summertime, if Bermuda grass is in full sun, it'll choke every other weed out. Okay. That's okay. great to know. Thank you so much, sir. Th- thanks, Colton. Call anytime. Have a nice day. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's time to take a short break. We'll be right back after a short break with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We have one line open in the meantime. We have the lovely Shira here on Phones and Music. You can give her a call at 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. I see trees of green. Say goodnight And I think to myself 
Sunday morning out there. Hard to beat Louis Armstrong. I'd like to take a minute, though, and invite you out to Whitfields. At Whitfields, we grow trees. Started with my grandparents uh, well well before Louis Armstrong started singing that song. And uh, beautiful day out there. But uh, come out and see us. We deliver plan guarantee. We're licensed, bonded, and insured. We grow trees all sizes, from 15 gallons to big 72-inch box. And uh, we could deliver and plant. And we grow specialized in citrus trees, palm trees, desert trees, and a plethora of shade trees. We have, you know, Swan Hill fruitless olives. We have American mesquites, all kinds of citrus. And uh, the nice part this time of year, you can come out and taste it. Our original store is at 824 East Glendale. And the East Valley at Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe, or 2640 70 Southern Southern Avenue, straight south to Sky Harbor Airport. And Monday through Saturdays, you can go to our big farm in Stanfield. Stanfield Road, about a half mile south of Interstate 8, if you happen to be in Casa Grande or Maricopa. Now there, we have only trees. Whitfield Nursery for four generations, growing trees here for Arizona's future. Next up, we've got uh, Tom and Chandler. Good morning, Tom. Yeah, good morning, Brian. Uh, yesterday, I put, put down fertilizer underneath my trees, and then I put a lawn sprinkler under them and watered them for a good hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, would it make sense to water them again like today for another hour, or is that one hour? Tom, what's your normal watering cycle for them? How do you water? How do you apply irrigation? Uh, well, I have uh, three spigots on them that runs for about a half an hour every other day. Okay, that's too often. Okay. Okay. So really, you don't want to run those that often. When was the last time you ran? Well, I guess it doesn't matter. You've been running them every other day. Let's right. change that watering cycle, Tom. How old are your trees? Oh, they're old. I've, okay. I've lived here uh, 22 years, and they've been here when I got here. So let's well. do this. Let's let's turn those spigots on, run, run the water kind of slow as long as you can and maintain it in the well, and then shut the water off, okay? Okay. And you could probably change that cycle to this time of year about once every two weeks. Oh, okay. Wow. And go okay. out and stick a screwdriver in the ground. And when the dr- ground's dry, the top three or four inches, then it's time to water again. Okay. All okay. right. And then uh, my other question is, uh, on one of my orange trees, uh, the orange is really small and just tons of seeds in them. Mm-hmm. It's a good orange and it's juicy, but uh, not really worth too much with all the seeds. Is there something I can spray on that tree to... Uh, uh, no, Tom, that's just genetics. It's probably okay. some variety of Arizona sweet. And we used okay. to have a small one like that called a pineapple sweet that was just grown because the flavor was good. And yeah. they're used primarily for juice, and they're not going to be very big. Okay. So there's nothing I can spray on it to kill that I don't have so many oranges? Um, you can spray it with vinegar when it's in bloom. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, that'll, and, or you could play, spray it with Florel. And Florel is what you use to uh, stop the fruiting on the olives. And okay. that, will, that will definitely decrease the amount of fruit on it. Okay. So let, let the flower, let the blooms open. When the blooms are like, you know, 50% open, you spray it. And you can come okay. back and spray it again in a couple of weeks. And that will thin the fruit crop way down. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Brian. Thanks, Appreciate Tom. the info. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, Kylie in uh, McCormick Ranch. Good morning, Kylie. 
Hey, Kylie, speak up. Hi, <laughs> Hi Kylie. Sounds like Kylie's your biggest. She's your biggest fan. We listen every Sunday morning on the way to church, and she has a question for you. We've got some 35, 40 year old uh, grapefruit and lemon trees. Go ahead, Kylie. Is this the time of year to cut our citrus trees? Absolutely, Kylie. This is the perfect time of year to cut them back. You know, and I got to tell you, Kylie, whenever I first started working uh, with my grandmother at the fruit stand, I was five and I got to run the fruit stand. So we had a lot of fun over there with my grandmother selling oranges over on Glendale Avenue. But if you want to cut them back, right now is the time. And this time of year, Kylie, you can cut them back as much as you want to. Um, that's what we kind of do with our orange tree and our and our citrus trees in the grove and why this is such a good time is because the sun's not so bright and it's not hot yet and they get a chance to fill in before it gets hot thank you thank you hey th- Kylie thanks for calling come see us at the nursery sometime we're gonna drive by in about five minutes and we're <laughs> on the way to church well come by after church we're, we're, we're open today from 10 to 4 all right Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Next up, we've got Kim and Chandler. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Brian. I have a question for you regarding my desert willow tree. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about a year old, but now it seems to be forming into more of a bush Mm -hmm. instead of a tree. Okay. It's got uh, four main branches, and I need to know if I can trim it down to make it a tree again. Well, yeah, if you want to thin it and trim it and, uh, you know, take out some of the sucker wood, now is the absolute perfect time, Kim. And you're not going to okay. hurt it by pruning it. And uh, But you say prune it down, but you're saying you want it to grow taller, right? Well, <laughs> I don't want to chop off the top, but at the base, mm-hmm. there are four main branches that come out. Okay. One is pretty obvious. I can cut that one off. Mm-hmm. But the other three, I don't know. What is the main one, or does it matter? Well, oftentimes, Kim, they're pretty if you leave them as a multiple trunk. That's the natural way they grow. So removing the one that you don't enjoy is great. And just thin the other ones out. And if you'll just thin the whole tree up to, you know, two-thirds the height of the tree, just take all the little sucker wood and everything and kind of thin it out. Then as it buds Mm -hmm. out this spring, it'll come out taller and fuller. Okay, and it'll, it'll grow up, even though if I leave those three... Well, three yeah, having having three trunks on a, in a desert willow is a pretty natural way that they grow, so that's okay. not a bad idea at all. But you'll just take a lot of the lower, you know, side branches off and just leave those three come up taller. Okay. Okay. All righty. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, Mike and Mesa. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a really old drip system that's riddled with leaks, and I kind of <laughs> want to go to like a zero escape. Okay. Um, but I have this Texas mountain laurel it's beautiful it's about 21 feet tall okay and i'm wondering can i get away with not irrigating that for a while so it dies okay <laughs> um you know we just don't really count on you know water here from from nature to uh, water things completely uh right but it's going to be a really hardy tree okay so it doesn't need a lot of water so if you're willing to water it once a month in the summertime with a hose it's fine but i would oh. it, i would i would scrap all the old irrigation as far as the drip lines go and probably just put new irrigation you know lines in and if you can okay. separate the trees from the shrubs, you know, most trees don't need water any more often than once every two weeks in the summer. And for a lot of them, once a month's good. You want to probably give them more frequent water than that when it's over 110. 
You know, so okay. when it gets that hot, then things really do need some water. And, uh, you know, if you'll set your system up, it's worth the time and investment because it's going to save you all that time and energy when you do need to water. And uh, sure. if your plants are that mature, you know, you can water very infrequently. You can, in fact, just put it in manually if you want to and turn it on manual. Or you can program it depending on your timer for once every two or three weeks in the summertime. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, Jerry and Tempe. Good morning, Jerry. Oh, Jerry, I'm going to put you back yeah, on so- hold like, like, because we're going to run out of time. I'll say goodbye and I'll come back to you off the air. Appreciate the call today, folks. Goodbye because we're out of time. Love each other. Be kind. And remember, God made us all the same. We'll be back next Sunday with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show.